Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am your host, Amy Ravel. And I am your other host, Kirsty Perugia. You're going to learn a little bit about us today. The episode is called, Are You an Amy or a Kirsty? And <laughs> we, we hope know, that you are a you. <laughs> we hope you're a you. But we know that you know a lot about us in nearly 300 episodes of the podcast, and we do have people often say, oh, I'm just like Kirsty," or I'm just like you, Amy. So we thought we'd have a little bit of fun. One of our team members, Mona, said to us, why don't you record an episode on this? And we're like, do you know what? Let's do it. But before we get into it, Kirst, we have some exciting news. We certainly do. We hit three million listens a couple of weeks ago. And we're <laughs> super Super excited and we just want to thank you, our beautiful listeners, um, for helping us, well, for getting us there. Yeah. We certainly haven't listened to it three million uh, times. No. So. And some of you have listened to 300 episodes. So to those mm. of you who've listened to every single episode, you need to give yourself a little pat on the back. Yeah. Next time you're at the shops, buy yourself a chubba chub and think... <laughs> If Kirstie and Amy were here, they would be giving them either $1 to buy the Chubba Chub. So buy it and enjoy it from us. <laughs> Amy, we're also doing a promo around it too. So oh, tell we are. So declutter it's is. super fun. <laughs> it's super fun. So because we reached 3 million listens, we like racked our brains. Like what can we do to give back to our listeners to say thank you because it's your milestone just as much as it is ours. So what we decided, we decided that we would give away $3 million worth of vouchers to use towards our services and online courses. So what that looks like is we've created $150,020 vouchers. So the awesome thing about them is you can claim one just by going to theartofdecluttering.com.au slash Three, number three million and you can use the voucher that you download as many times as you like over the next three months so you download it you'll get a code you can use that code to buy any of our courses and put your twenty dollars towards that and you put can use our twenty dollars towards that 
Yeah, you can put our $20 towards that. <laughs> and then if you want to book any services in person or virtually, again, you can use that $20 voucher against the services and have a gift from us as many times as you like over the next three months. Mm-hmm. Kess, do you know, I'm not sure if you've been watching what people have been using their $20 vouchers on so far. Uh, everything. Well, a lot of people have clued on, and I'm going to give this away as a hot tip in today's episode. A lot of people have clued on that our Simple, Safe and Successful online selling course is only $17. (laughs) And so many people have got the $20 voucher and the first thing they do is buy that course because it's free. You're actually getting it completely for free. And maybe I shouldn't be telling you that, but I'm going to tell you that because what friend, kind of friend would we be if we don't tell you when there's something you can get for free? And then yeah. lots of people have been using it to purchase our Christmas course, our 12 days of Christmas course, because there's decluttering challenges for 12 days in there. And you can buy that for $7 because you can apply the voucher to that course as well. Mm. We've had people apply it to the paperwork course, to our head, heart and home course, to virtual sessions, to in-person sessions. People are getting excited. Yeah, we're going to quickly run out of the, those vouchers by the, by the no. way things are going. We're definitely going to be able to give away $3 million worth of vouchers. So it's exciting. Yeah, so just all, literally all you have to do is sign up. You'll get sent your code um, and you can use it once per transaction. So virtual session, 20 bucks off. Any kind of our, Any of our courses, 20 bucks off. So get on it. The link will be in the show notes and it's our way of saying thank you. Yay. You get a and perpetual when does the $20. Months, when does the three months end just so people, if it's, they're listening in the future? It's valid for all of March, April and May 2022. So anything that you pay for in that period, it doesn't even need to be something you booked in that period. If you've got a declutter session that you booked in January for March, you can use it. As long as you pay for and use the voucher in March, April, or May 2022, the voucher is valid. Yay. So thank you, peoples. Yes, thank you. You're awesome. Yes. We definitely wouldn't be giving away $3 million worth of vouchers if we hadn't hit 3 million listens. Uh And thank you, thank you. you. I did have a little bit of a geek out too that during the three months – where we have the $3 million giveaway, we'll also reach 300 episodes. And so I thought that was kind of cool that we get all our threes in together in the same three-month period. Yes, it is really cool. (laughs) Easily pleased. Yeah. So, and it will be like the third of the third before this episode's released, but Mm -hmm. after we've recorded. (laughs) So that's another Three, three for you, my friend. My numbers, friend. If only. (laughs) So let's jump into what else we want to talk about with the Are You a Kirstie and Amy? And we're going to go through a whole list of things where we do things differently, see things differently, have habits that are different, do organizing different, do decluttering different, because we just want to emphasize for you there is no one way fits all ever. Mm when it comes mm-hmm. to decluttering and organising. Mm-hmm. And I really, we really want to emphasise that it is great to be you. There's only one you in the world and you're the only one who can do you. So 
please enjoy this episode for lightheartedness that it is and remember that you get to do you and you don't have to do anything like Kirsty and Amy. So Kirsty, <laughs> I don't want to... you can. You can. I don't <laughs> want to do these in order. I'm going to pick the one that annoys me the most about your family to, to start off with. Do you know which one it'll be? Uh, it's the pantry. your pantry. <laughs> it really bothers me that you have a... So let's talk about what is a Kirsty is the walk-in pantry and that Amy is the practically no pantry. I use upper cupboards in our kitchen. And that ties into containers and plastics that you use all different types of containers that don't match, that aren't the same brand, whereas everything in our house matches. So it really bothers me that you have this beautiful walk-in pantry and all the containers don't match. Bothers me somewhat. (laughs) All of the containers don't match. There are a lot that match. It's not like we've gone out and got one of every single style. (laughs) No, but yes, it doesn't match and we're okay with that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't doesn't bother Simon and I and I think, it shouldn't bother you, really, yeah. my friend. No, it bothers me when we talk with about boundaries. it. Yeah, no, I never get to see your kitchen, so it's totally okay. But if it was mine, that's the bit I'm jealous of. Yeah, walk-in pantry that I would deck out in matching containers. Yeah, yeah. Should I we stay in? Definitely, the- when we bought the house, we didn't have a lot of money left. Yes. <laughs> Just remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, should we stay in the kitchen and talk about some different things in the kitchen that we do differently? Sure. What one do you want to pick? Uh, well, Simon does the school lunches in our house because he loves caring for our children in that way, <laughs> whereas your children make their own lunches. Yes. No adult has ever made a lunch for a child in our house, and so that is very different. And both are fine. It's whatever oh, works for your family. If I had my way, <laughs> we would be doing things like you. <laughs> the other day Simon was away and my kids just got up and made their lunches. No questions asked. Oh, they didn't so... even ask you to do it? No. That's interesting. So they know. Yeah, they do know. <laughs> Here's one that I would like to be more like you with, and that is that all your bench tops are always perfectly clear and tidy and wiped down. And mine usually have a couple of bread tags, someone's phone case, Um, an empty can of Diet Coke, breadcrumbs. We're just really not very good at keeping our benches clean every night. And whenever I've been to your house or seen photos, I'm like, oh, that bench, that bench. Yeah, Simon can't rest and now I can't either. Like, you know, even heading out to my clients this morning, I could have left it all the dishes to be done when I got home this afternoon, but I felt compelled to do the dishes in the morning and then the same before we hopped on to record this podcast I had to Mm. wash all the dishes and do everything I could so that when I walk out of here tonight after recording I can just put almost dry dishes away and sit down and rest yeah we try our best to just do things just do it now in Mm -hmm. our house and I know you do too, just yeah, in different but, ways. Yeah, that's right. It's it's not a deal breaker because nobody in our house cares as much as Simon. Yeah. I care a lot, but not that much. <laughs> what about meal planning? I know we've talked about we talk about that a lot in our head, heart and home course, but how do we do meal planning differently? What's a Kirsty in terms of meal planning? Yeah, this has changed over the years that we've been recording podcasts mm, yes. too. So um I 
Simon and I both do this similarly, actually, but it has changed a little bit. But we both, when we go to do the grocery, weekly grocery shopping, we plan out the meals. So we think, you know, okay, we'll get chicken for one night, mince for another, you know, we'll buy a Mexican kit, you know. So we, we plan out the week. But neither of us are very strict of like Mondays is spaghetti bolognese, mm. Tuesdays is tacos, Wednesday is a salad. So we're, we're fluid like that, but we definitely plan um, our meals. Mm. And yours has also changed over the years it as has. well. It has. We used to be a HelloFresh family and we used HelloFresh for all our meals. Now we have a chef. Now we have my beautiful father who's retired. Um, he We employ him as our chef. And so now meal planning consists of him dropping food off <laughs> yeah in fact he, he doesn't over come before. and sit in your kitchen every night no he doesn't you. cook in our house he <laughs> cooks in his own kitchen and then we get either cal goes and picks up a hot meal he's only about 15 minutes away and so he'll go pick up the hot meal ready to eat or pa drops it off so um yeah meal planning from our perspective is often we get a group text on a sunday night and say hello family what would we like to eat this week and we all just send off some preferences and he turns up with what he turns up with. It's awesome, mm. but very different does he to your do house. That, does he do that for other of your sisters or no, just you they guys? they all do their own. My sister yeah. who lives in St Kilda would quite like to get in on the gig. However, she lives in she St Kilda. too far away. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so, yes, they, uh, we're the only ones that um, have him working for us. <laughs> Serving you and caring for you in that way that's right. via monetarily means. Yeah, that's right. We means. pay for his golf membership and a few things and he cooks yeah. for us. So you let's pay talk... for the food. I do pay for the food as well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the food. Let's talk about how Kirsty does the veggies in the fridge and how your freezer looks because we do these quite differently. Mm-hmm. So veggies in the fridge just get put in the veggie drawers. So we have fruit on one side and veggies on the other. Do you just chuck them, like do you take them out of their plastic bags and then just let it all be in there together? Or no, do you, they stay do do? in the plastic bags. Oh, really? Does it yeah. not go weird and yucky? No, we go through it too quickly. Okay, so you're not buying like a week and a bit's worth of veggies at a time? Um, yeah, we do buy a week's worth of veggies. Mm. And they stay find... fresh in your bag. Yeah. Hello there. So veggies are in the bags from the supermarket straight in the fridge. Mm-hmm. In my house, all vegetables are in fridge smart Tupperware containers and they all go with like their like breathing things. So mushrooms on their own, tomatoes on their own. Um, we don't keep anywhere near as many veggies as we did when we used to cook for ourselves. So... Hmm. Now, like, I love having a cob of corn for lunch, so we've often got corn. If for some reason we are cooking for ourselves one night, there's usually some broccoli and carrots somewhere in the fridge. But, yeah, they always – we don't use our little bottom veggie section for vegetables. That's just where we keep apples because we go through a lot of apples and that fills the whole veggie drawer. Mm. What about your freezer? Yeah, we do – we just keep everything in the packets that they came in, like nothing's really taken out of packaging. Mm-hmm. So if you so have not use... entirely true, like yeah. we do separate out sausages. Like so, you know, we might buy a ten pack of sausages mm-hmm. and we'll do put them in um, Ziploc bags of two each, so okay. we'll have five 
that yep. that's yep. probably the only thing that we separate out is things that we know we're not going to use all at once mm-hmm. like you know we might buy too many if you burgers. Have a heap of, yeah or a heap of chicken yeah. breasts or something like that yeah but normally simon doesn't normally buy in bulk okay um he only like you know he'll buy one packet of chicken breasts which was is will do us he doesn't doesn't usually bulk buy and doesn't usually bulk cook either he might bulk the only thing that he bulk buys would be mince and it's only like a kilo of mince so that's only worthy of two bolognese sauces <laughs> or three but wow not. you can get three servings of bolognese out of a kilo one of child mince. doesn't eat bolognese okay. and the other child will suffer oh. like eat it under suffrage okay <laughs> that makes more sense so our freezer everything gets decanted so except for something like ice cream because that would be weird but if we buy blueberries raspberries frozen peas frozen vegetables if we buy chicken nuggets if we buy potato gems they all get decanted into clear containers Um, and I find that that's super helpful because I like being able to open the freezer and see at a glance what we have rather than rummaging Um, And also we don't keep a lot in our freezer. So we're not keeping, we don't tend to keep ice cream. um, We don't tend to keep any sweets or desserts. It really is just like fish, chicken, vegetables and frozen berries. So we keep it all in containers. You can see that I'm a very big container family and the fridges are less of a container family. Mm -hmm. Are you a Kirsty or are you an Amy? (laughs) Is your fridge... uh... Upside down fridge no, freezer. I can't stand upside down fridge freezers. It's a real pet peeve of mine. I love them. I can't stand them. I feel like if the freezer was at the bottom, we would never ever use it. I feel like that so many homes I go into, the freezer's at the bottom and it's just a ginormous mess. Whereas when the freezer's at the top, it's easier to keep on top of. Whereas I find that the actual fridge is pretty easy to keep on top of because you're in it all the time. Whereas the freezer, you're in less. Yeah. Which is the whole concept of the upside down because you use it less and it's prime real estate, but no, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Whereas I don't want to bend over for my milk that I use every day. I want that to be at hip height for me. I'm pretty sure you're so short that you don't have to lean over in a normal fridge. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that's a different way that we're different one of us is short and one of us is tall and everybody thinks it's the opposite way that it is because our podcast art have a look at it next time Kirsty's standing on a stool when she stands next to me so she Mm -hmm. looks like she's taller but she is most definitely not taller no I am not and I do have to lean over for the milk in a normal (laughs) fridge Anything else in the – tell me, are you a sweet tooth or a savoury tooth? A sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. And a if tooth. anybody has heard Kirst talk about the tea that she drinks, like I drink rooibos, green tea, black tea. Kirsty drinks like caramel, fudge, brownie, lamington. Like even her tea is sweet. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. all black teas, but – yeah, I don't yeah. have milk in my tea. I have black tea, but they're they're, they're sweet sweet ones. Yeah, and I'm a complete savoury tooth, so I will take crackers and cheese and olives 
over mm. almost any sweets except for chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and then it also goes over into our preferred drinks because my drink of choice is a Diet Coke or water and your drink of choice. Don't you think your Diet Coke is very sweet though? No, it's not sweet. It, like it's terrible. I would say it actually tastes like chemicals, which is a is exactly why people shouldn't drink it. But I don't think it's sweet. Like I can't drink Coke because it just tastes like sugar. Whereas Diet Coke, I like for the bubbles and it feels savoury-ish to me. Definitely doesn't taste sweet. Maybe if you're used to sweet, really sweet, sugary stuff, then it doesn't. But I find Coke, I, I find coke sweet diet, <laughs> diet coke? coke yeah yeah really? i find any form of cola whereas like, I, I can see coke what you mean like it's is savory but diet coke is not i would put it they more all in a... taste the same to me yeah okay so it, it's just probably because i don't taste. drink them. that's right <laughs> yeah i don't drink them yeah at all very and often. i'm a complete diet coke snob i will not drink coke zero yeah um i think that's called a Addiction, not snob. <laughs> no, it's a snob because if it was addiction, you'd drink anything. No, you have a Diet Coke addiction though. Oh, right, versus a caffeine addiction? No, because I just have... would prefer nothing than to not have it. Yes. Anyway. Tell us about your drink of choice. Moscato is my alcoholic drink of choice and my non-alcoholic drink of choice is water. Yeah. And Moscato is quite a sweet wine, isn't it? A hundred percent sweet. Yeah, because I don't think, I don't drink very much, but when I do, I do not choose Moscato. I choose a yeah. Sauv Blanc. Yeah, no, I always, drier. I go to the sweets. So like, you know, Madurian lemonade, oh, no. like any sweet drink, give it to me. Yeah. I will have it. Even drinking my um, nutrition friend, my nutritionist said, you know, if you want to do alcohol, yeah. do vodka. Because it's got, what, no flavour or Zero calories. Calories. <laughs> yeah. But I find it, it's, I find that hard to swallow. Yeah. Like literally, I, even when I have it with a sweet, like I've got a, a sweet, non-sugary, like mineral water, mm. which is flavoured, but it's still, like I can still taste the vodka through it. And yeah. I just don't like tasting the alcohol yeah which you know shows that i actually you don't, don't need the alcohol need alcohol yeah so. so what i'm drinking today is so i did have a diet coke at lunchtime and so this afternoon i've been drinking like we make our homemade soda water on the soda stream and i just put three frozen raspberries in it and even though frozen raspberries are quite tart that makes it quite sweet <laughs> so now i have this beautifully pink shaded frozen raspberry soda water and it's really yummy Mm-hmm. enough about our favorite drinks i can't do soda water I can't, why like I, can be, I just don't I is don't it because like, it's t- it's not sweet yeah it's and i don't it's a great savory really drink. like effervescence that oh, much. okay yeah like I, I do the only time i can do effervescence is in a sparkling moscato yeah, right. or like a really sugary soft drink like oh. creamy soda raspberry lemonade oh no gross yeah yeah, I'm Gross. a sweet tooth. That's Very why we're different. Mm-hmm. That's why we're different. Let's talk about maybe let's talk about our wardrobes mm-hmm. and how we're different. We want to know if you're a Kirstie or an Amy when it comes to 
folding your clothes. Kess, tell us what you do with your clothes. We know we both have some that hang. Yeah, most of mine. So I don't fold very many clothes in my own wardrobe, but in the kids' wardrobe, they are folded if I am if I do it, which mm-hmm. I don't do it anymore. But when I did do the kids' wardrobes, I would fold their clothes. And I love a good KonMari fold. Yeah, and Simon folds a lot of his clothes too. Uh, he folds, weirdly, he folds jumpers. Yeah. They're the only thing that gets folded and PJs because everything else of his is hanging up. Okay. Whereas I do, I you know, I've come to the dark side and like my gym clothes are all just chucked in a bucket oh, and yeah, my maybe. half-worn clothes, you know, like my yeah. non-stinky but worn and worn every day <laughs> until they become stinky, get chucked in a tub as well. Hello, girlfriend. Because that <laughs> the Amy is never folds anything. I literally mm-hmm. don't have a piece of clothing that I fold and nobody in my family has clothing that we fold. If it can't be hung, it gets tossed in a drawer and it's the best. The other difference that we have in our wardrobes is I've got a walk-in wardrobe and you've got open plan wardrobes. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I was like, how are you going to go there? We took, we don't have doors on any of our wardrobes and they're not mm. walk-ins, so they're just part of the bedroom because who can be bothered closing a door <laughs> is really the bottom line. Yeah, my children, not so much one of them, but one of them would be like they have to have their doors on their wardrobe closed every night because oh, cause it's scary. something will come out of yes. it. Yes, yeah. But there's nothing for it to come out on when you don't actually have a wardrobe. You just have everything attached to the wall. Maybe no, the monsters go there somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, I think they would still think that it would materialise out of the back <laughs> of the wardrobe. <laughs> Keep their doors on. Let's it's, talk about linen you know, then. It's an irrational fear anyway. Yes. So we all know that. Yes, we do. It's irrational. Uh, linen. linen cupboard. I do not have a linen cupboard. And we have all the linen, like the bed sheets and stuff, live in the bedroom to which they belong. And we each keep our own beach towels in our bedroom as well. And the kids have a tiny little under-the-sink cupboard in their bathroom that keeps their spare set of um, bath towels. So one set on, one set in the bathroom cupboard. But, yeah, linen in our family in the bedroom where it belongs. But you have the ultimate linen cupboard. It's not ultimate. It could be bigger. A hundred percent. It's bigger this than is... my whole house. The entirety of my. In fact, it's bigger than uh, my suburb. <laughs> uh, it's actually quite a small linen cupboard, walk-in linen cupboard for a walk-in linen cupboard. Like if you're going to have a walk-in linen cupboard, mm-hmm. ours is definitely not a big one. Okay. The biggest. But it I've is seen. big. <laughs> no, you can only. You couldn't get two people in there. Really. Yeah, I, I think, think it's you're bigger in my head. Yeah. Or maybe you could, but it would be playing sardines in there. Yeah, yeah. You're not like both of you being able to take sheets and towels out of there at the same time. So all your sheets and towels live in there? Yes. None And in we're going to have to make space. No, we're going to have to make space soon for more. For your new towels. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which is called a pool. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's, yes, I'm excited about the pool and I would be rocking in the corner if I was a pregnant. 
The new baby's a pool, which means you're going to have lots of guest towels probably. Yes. Yes. That's exciting. It is super, super exciting. It's still a while off yet. People keep asking me if I'm excited about it. I'm like, I am, but it's also like several months off. So what did I, did I say it to you the other day that it's kind of like being pregnant, like where you're excited at the start and then you feel like this baby's never going to come. And then (laughs) you turn around and you've got a three month old. Yeah. And the same, like when I said the same, used the same analogy when we were building the house, like everybody else goes, oh, that went really quick. And you're like, longest build ever. And it really wasn't. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> While we're up that end of your house, let's talk about the laundry and mm. washing and that type of stuff because we do this quite differently in our houses. So tell us about the process in the Farouges and people can think, ah, I'm a Kirsty or I'm an Amy. The adults are in charge of making sure the laundry, like the clothes get washed and hung out. My kids have said that that's the one thing that they absolutely despise doing <laughs> and cannot. But then... Like today, Ollie got home and he needed his um, sports clothes washed and ready to wear again tomorrow. And I said to him, okay, come have a quick lesson on how to do the washing. This is what you need to do because some days I will not be home in time to have this turnaround Mm -hmm. as quickly as you need it. So grab the dark clothes, put them all in, grab the detergent, fill it up, you know, the lid up with detergent, put it in, press play. (laughs) <laughs> it's like really not that hard kid he him and Amelie both hate hanging clothes but then saying that he also helped me take the clothes off the line today mm. because we've got an indoor clothesline at the moment because we can't get to our our clothes would end up being dirty with all the dirt that's being churned up in our backyard <laughs> at the moment so he took the clothes off and sorted them all for me and helped me hang the new load up and yeah, so he might be coming around, but he that is be. how we different to the Ravels because how does a Ravel family do laundry? The children do almost all of it. So um, the only time that Cal and I put a load on or do something with the washing is when it's just kind of got backed up or they're out a lot with sport or something like that. But Jessie's responsible for putting loads of washing on 
Um, actually, one of the things we do tend to do is hang the washing out because he'll often put it on in the morning before school. And then we both work from home. So it's kind of silly to let it sit in the machine all day waiting for three o'clock when the sun's shining. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we do sometimes hang it out. But then his job is to bring it in. Elijah's job is to sort it. And then we all just put our own away. So it's awesome. It's a really great little thing for the kids to kind of take responsibility for. Um, particularly in a household where they're not learning to cook. <laughs> I kind of feel like if I'm going to send them out into the world, complete failures when it comes to cooking and they can just do eggs on toast and a few different things, then at least they're going to be awesome at doing the laundry. Mm, yeah. And our kids definitely, our kids put all their clothes away. I, we just do that actual turning on the machine Mm -hmm. and pulling out of the machine. Although like, you know, some days we'll say kids, one of you pull the clothes out into a basket, please. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Simon at the moment is frustrating me a lot (laughs) because he will hear the machine go off and pull the clothes out into a basket Mm. and then go straight back into another meeting. And so so the clothes sit in the sun Mm -hmm. That streams into the laundry, but actually not getting dried. So they just kind of get all... warm and yeah, musty. And so I'll often come out at five o'clock and then go, oh, there's a load of washing that needs to be yeah. hung up. I wonder how long this has been sitting here for. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, and I know why he does it because he thinks that it's going to stink up, stink, the clothes are going to stink less if they're out of the. Yeah, you know, into a basket. And, and you can I'm see like, them if you walk past the laundry, like, oh, there's a load there rather than yeah. having to open the machine and have a look. I yeah. understand, but I also understand that's stinky. Yeah, and frustrating because yeah. <laughs> he, he never hangs them up. Not never. Rarely do they get hung up by him <laughs> until <laughs> the end of the day at 7 o'clock as well. And that's okay, whatever. Let's change tact. Let's go with... How, when are you at your best? When What time of the day do you love working at? <laughs> um, probably never. not the wrong, <laughs> right type of, probably phrased wrong for the answers that we want to give. I get up early to go to the gym out of habit, not out of choice. I think if I chose, could choose everything, it would happen after 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and be done by six o'clock at night. Yes. <laughs> so maybe not the working because I don't, it just depends on the day when I'm best at work. Yeah. Um, but if you could choose to sleep in or stay up late, what would you do? I would do both of those things. I would sleep in so I could stay up late and I would stay up late so I needed to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> so I am and definitely not an early bird. I am yes. never setting my alarm before eight um, because I don't have to. <laughs> I don't operate very well at those hours if I don't have to. But I, my brain kicks into gear really well after dinner. So I find that over night time I'm quite productive and can think and be creative. So you might be an Amy or you might be a Kirsty. Let's talk about personality cursed. I think people are going to be surprised by this one, Amy. I think they are too. I think they are too. We're talking extrovert versus introvert. So in your mind, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, what do you think Kirsty is and what do you think I am? I am an extrovert through and through. Raving extrovert, I like to call her. Yes, although I I do love... <laughs> 
Not with my family though, like with my immediate family. <laughs> I I feel like I need a lot of downtime from them. <laughs> but give me a friend and I could never end the time with friends. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I would say I'm a confident introvert or an extroverted introvert. So I need a lot of time on my own, but I do quite like people. I just don't like them too much. (laughs) I don't want too much time out. I find it really exhausting, um, whereas I get energised by time just either by myself or with the four of us in my family. So see if you got that one right. Hmm. One case that you um, put on the list is, are you a case you're an Amy when it comes to handbags? I have two And the only reason I have two is because I usually only ever have one on the go, but I bought one that's quite small that can just kind of go, what's it called when it crosses over your body and it just, you don't have to touch it, whatever one of those is that you can put your body. Yeah. One of those that's not nice. That's not big. You can't fit a lot in it, but it's like the perfect, I'm going shopping, throw that thing on. So I have two handbags. How many do you have? I have drastically reduced my handbags over the last couple of months, but I still have a lot. (laughs) But not a lot, not a lot, like not a lot compared to some of our clients, but I probably have like seven, eight handbags Okay, or 10 maybe, but Mm -hmm. that's a combination of like backpack, like versatile bags. So I'm talking the same though. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I've got a couple of crossover, crossbody ones. I've got a couple of large carry alls Mm -hmm. I've got a couple that are small and I've got a couple that are like going out out with Simon or my girlfriends like and then I've got like some really like backpack type ones Mm -hmm. camper ones so yeah of the list cast of the cast or aims I want you to pick one more and I'm going to pick one more too because we could just keep going forever and Let's just pick. No, them. let's you go wanna... through all of these and we'll really? just do them really quickly. Okay, yep, all right, come on. let's do that. Duna cover. Seems I have like, one. Seems like I have many. Should, yeah, it seems like it should actually be like top sheet, but we both agree that top sheets are a must, absolute mm-hmm. must. But Duna but cover. But you don't have a cover, Duna cover. No. You just use a Duna and Correct. use a top sheet to cover. Yeah, the reason is. I hate pushing on Duna covers and I hate it when they slide to the bottom and I hate it when I roll over in the middle of the night and all I get is Duna cover and no Duna and we have found that our life is so much better without a Duna cover. The kids, however, still have Duna covers because they're still at the age where like, you know, they're just sweaty and gross and you need to wash them more often whereas we often will go to bed showered and we don't have a Duna cover. Are you a shoe on, shoe off family? I am a whatever you want to be family. I personally take my shoes off at the front door because I hate wearing shoes, not because I don't want to make mess or dirty. Whereas I, I know by the fact that I find shoes all around my house <laughs> that my family choose at different times to take their shoes off in the lounge room, in the bathroom, in an office, in the bedroom. So yeah, we're a whatever. Whereas you guys. We're a shoe off family. You have to take them up as soon as you get in the door. Or, is that from a cleanliness perspective? Yes, okay. that's so we don't have to mop the floors every night. Excellent. Let's talk about our houses since we're mopping the floors. My house would be 70 years old maybe, built in about 1950. 
Yep. So my house is old, old, old. It's not like bicentennial old, but it's old. Um, and it looks like a old school 70s motel from the outside. It's a very ugly house. And that's okay. That's where we're at at the moment. And yours is brand new. Oh, it's seven years old now. So that it's actually as not. Brand new. Compared yeah, to 70. Yes, compared to 70, but also there's stuff in here that you can definitely date our house now. Okay, yeah. By like the sinks and. Yeah, backsplashes and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So it's not new, new. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one of each gender in my children and I've got two boys and you've got two boys yes so some of you will be like that's not an Amy or a Kirsty I've got eight kids or I've got one kid or I've got no kids but that's how we differ yes um your entrance is on show it's the first that you walk into a covered in veranda yep and you it's kind of like a mud room Yes. On one half and it's of a it, everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's an everything right. room. On one half of it, there's like the shoes, where you put your shoes, hang your bags. We've got like where the grocery bags go, where the sunscreen lives. We've got the bike helmets. We've got somewhere to sit and put your shoes on. Like it's that real mudroom place. And on the other side of that room when you walk in is my office. So, Kirst, you can talk about your mudroom entrancey stuff as well as your workstation. So mine's completely open plan which um, is not ideal, but it is what it is at the moment. And I can see out the front door. I can see the neighbours. We can hear the kids. <laughs> Every time Cal grinds coffee beans while I'm on a phone call, everyone can hear it. So very open plan, everything in our house. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, our entrance, the Entrance, we've got a, a front door entrance and it, you walk into a nice large-ish entrance, entryway. But the place that we enter the house is most of the time is through the garage. And so, and then we have a linen cupboard of sorts where all the handbags and school bags and sports bags live. So everything is hidden away. And my study is often hidden away. People don't even realise that my mm-hmm. study they walk past my study because it's a door. As soon as you walk into the house, it's the door on your left. And my dad was here for days before he realised that there was a study. Oh, that's gold. My, we'd lived in our house for about four years and my dad found out we had a fourth bedroom. <laughs> that's the best. Mm, yep, that's one word for them. Um, yes, yeah, so um, and my my study, Simon and I have both got our own offices in our house because we've got a five-bedroom home. So we get to – I've got the small study that is more like a baby's room. If you were designing the house, this would be the nursery probably, um, but it is also a study. And then Simon's got uh, the – Yours doesn't have a wardrobe, whereas Simon's has a wardrobe. He's an actual bedroom, bedroom. While we're talking about our houses and the different sizes of our houses, so bedroom-wise, it's not that different. You've got a five-bedroom. Is that five-bedroom plus study? Yes. I love that you had to count them in your head then. Oh, my gosh, I love that. No, is it? No, no, no. It's (laughs) five-bed. No, um, no. It's it's a four-bedroom plus study. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> Mine's. I have lived in a six-bedroom <laughs> home, so I was like, oh, which house am gold. I in? That's gold. Yeah. So in your house, how many living spaces are there? Four. <laughs> four living spaces. Does that well, include it depends the dining on, room? So, there's four spaces with lounge room, lounges yep. Yep. and and so like couch and yep. seats. Yep. So there's four spaces and entertaining and then room. a dining room space as well. Okay. So yep. there's five entertaining spaces in our house. Yeah. Four three of which are open plan. Mhm. And actually four of them is kind of like it's not open plan but there's, There's separate no spaces. Door. You could, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could have people go and be in that space. You, on the other hand, we have one. <laughs> we have one space that is dining and living and kitchen all in one. So not not that it's all in one, but it's like one room, um, and so just one living space. We've kind of separated it out at the moment to have two different seating areas, um, which means the kids can be gaming on one area and Cal can sit and read a book on the other. Um, but at times that just all turns into one. It really depends on the season. So if you feel like you have a small house with no storage and no walk-in pantry and no walk-in linen cupboard, it's okay because there are professionals at the Art of Decluttering that get that. And if you've got a really big house and you are, you know, you've got the pressure of how do I furnish it, where do I put things, do I need several spaces, we all get that too. And I think that's part of the joy of us being so different is we learn from each other on what works in different spaces. Hmm. Yep. Another way that we're different is I am one of five children and you are one of five children, but you have all girls in your family and uh-huh. we have a mixture. Yep. It was three girls and then two boys in my family. Yeah. All girls in my family, baby. What about the paperwork? Because we differ a little bit in the paperwork and how we do things because I do all the paperwork in our family. Every single piece of paper that needs attention comes to me and that's my domain and I enjoy doing that and Cal does not enjoy doing it, so it's a perfect solution. Are you an Amy or are you a Kirsty? Kirsty, who has a hybrid, Simon deals with some paperwork and I deal with other paperwork. We just He deals with more like the house admin stuff and I deal with the children admin but even that's fluid (laughs) we're a fluid house here I like it Hmm. I think I'm going to call you out on this one let's talk about sentimental items because I reckon in about episode three of the podcast about 297 episodes ago we talked about your roof storage that you had stuff up in the roof that you wanted to go through how's that going Every time Simon's up in the roof, I ask him to get down my stuff and he chooses not to. (laughs) That's not fair. So I still have sentimental stuff in the roof and actually it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's not in the way. It bothers him. So oh, I'm like, well, you're the one who's not getting it down. So it's a, and so it clearly doesn't bother him. No. And this is what we say to clients all the time: like, you say that it bothers you, but it's, it's still your happening. actions prove otherwise. <laughs> yes. So maybe it doesn't bother you as much as you think it does. And same with Simon. I'm like, you haven't bought those down for me, so it's clearly not bothering you so much. Yeah. So, and Where's my you? sentimental items live in a little lunch pail that I had in kindergarten in 1985 and they just sit on my dresser and it's a gorgeous little pail 
Um, so I would have kept that anyway, but it just has any sentimental things live in there. And if it doesn't fit in there, it, I don't keep it. So mine's really simple, but it's also out. So I could go into it anytime I like. Before becoming a professional organizer, I was an accountant and a financial planner. So you went to uni? Yes, I did. More importantly, did you graduate from uni? Yes, I did. Because I did go to uni. I just didn't graduate. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you might be a Kirsty, a professional. Professional, professional. Or you yes. may have been an Amy and I wrote under the Amy column, I just wrote a jack, a jack of all trades. I did so many different jobs, office manager, um, PA, personal assistant, executive assistant, ran a small business, worked in a psychology clinic, worked at our church running the office, so many different jobs, worked at World Vision, worked at a few different charities, but never finished uni. I did a commerce arts degree. Or I started a commerce you arts got into, degree. You got into. I got you in got... and did 18 months of a commerce arts degree and then decided that I do not learn by sitting down and people talking to me. I learn by doing and so I went and got a job and started doing and that's how I learned. So you might be a practical need to be taught kinesthetic type learner or you may be fine with going to uni and getting a trade or a skill that way. Mm-hmm. Did you also get married around that time? So it was no, convenient? No, 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 I did not. I was well and truly into the workforce by the time we got married. Cool. Well and truly. I love holidaying away from home. Now that might change when we get a pool and our yeah. backyard becomes a resort. But at the moment, I love, I am a I'm an adventurer and we'll get to that in a minute. And so I love traveling away from home. You, on the other hand. I'm such a homebody. I love my home. And when we go on holidays, we are much more likely to hire an Airbnb and just pick up and be home somewhere else. We're not the type of family that goes on an adventurous holiday. None of us are really adventurers. Uh, We're like a day trip, go to the beach, go to restaurants and cafes, that type of holiday is much more refreshing for us than going to Dreamworld or going to a resort where you're kind of like, we've got a kids club and then we've got this show at night. We're not interested in that. So we're very different in the way that we holiday. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Enneagram to finish off today's yes. episode. Let's. Some people will never have heard of the Enneagram and that's okay. You can Google it. It's E-N-N-A. Uh, let me try that again. It's E-N-N-E-A. G-R-A-M, and it's a personality tool that is quite old um, and is really, really helpful to understand yourself well, how you relate to others, how you relate to the world, what your motivations are. Kirst, what would you add to that? Because you're a massive Enneagram geek. Yep, you've nailed it. It's good. Yep. No, nothing (laughs) else to add to that. Oh, my goodness. No. I've been hanging around you long enough. And there are nine different personality types. And so we thought for those of you that are Enneagram fans, we would just tell you what our Enneagram number is because they're quite different, which always makes for interesting times when you're in relationship with someone that's quite different to you. If you've got a housemate or a partner or a parent or whoever, it's unlikely that you're going to be exactly the same as them. And so you get to learn in the rub. Kess, what are you? Mm. I'm a seven, the enthusiast. The enthusiast. (laughs) She um, often, what have you used to say? You say you're like Tigger. Yes. Jumping around, yes. wanting some interaction and 
pay me attention. Let's have some fun. Let's go on an adventure. Let's make this a joyful experience. Yes. That I'm an eight. Good description. Which is a controller. Is that what it's called? The activist. I can't remember what the eight's called. You should know this. Um, I do. And <laughs> it has escaped me right now. I'm going to mm. quickly. You quickly look for it. Grab my phone and do. But yes, tell us more. No, about... I want you. I, t- I told about the seven. So I feel like you'll give a better description of an eight. Uh. An eight is um, somebody who they can, particularly in women, they can be viewed as aggressive. (laughs) And um, I'm just reading a website. Can we find the bits first? Which is funny because, yep. they, I'm trying to find, the, the eight is called the challenger. The challenger, that's what it is. So they are self-reliant and they like being capable and taking charge and taking on challenges. They hate failing. They have strong willpowers. Um, they love leading people. Um, they're charming and have a natural leading tendency. They also have a desire to control their environment and want to be able to care and protect those that they love. So we, I think we need to have a social post this week. If you are someone who knows about the Enneagram or you maybe have jumped online as a result of just hearing about it so briefly now that you want to know what number you are, jump in our Facebook group and tell us what number are you on the Enneagram? Were you surprised by Kirsty being a seven and me being an eight? Was there anything else in today's episode that surprised you? We want to know. And if you know more about us because you've listened to 297 episodes or whatever we're up to and think that there is even more differences that we haven't spoken about today because I'm sure there is. We just quickly prepared for this episode for five minutes before we hopped on air. Hit us up with all the ways that you think and any other way that you think Amy and I are different. We would love to hear your version of Kirsty and Amy. Yeah. Which <laughs> one are you, a Kirsty and Amy? And know that our team are all different as well. So it's not about one being better than the other. It's not no. about having only two types, <laughs> that there's only Kirsty's way or Amy's way. There's a million different ways Um we thought it would be fun to talk about ourselves <laughs> because who doesn't love talking about themselves? But, um, yeah, be encouraged that there's so many different ways and we want to learn more about you too. So if you do have things that you're like, actually, this is a different way of doing it or, oh, I could do with it, someone coming in and helping me in the pantry because it ha- I hate that my pantry doesn't match but I want it to match, we're here for you no matter what it is. Mm. And don't forget to take advantage of our $3 million giveaway of gift vouchers. So have a look in the show notes. Um, So if you're on your phone listening to us, you can hop into the podcast app that you're listening to us via. So Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and scroll down on that episode and you'll find our episode notes. And if you are listening to us on our website, you can find our web, our episode notes on our website and you can click on the 3 million giveaway 
and you'll get sent the voucher that way, yeah. the, the code that you can then use on our courses or our in-person sessions or our virtual sessions. And we are uber, uber excited about this giveaway. And another way that you could help us is helping us to reach 4 million quicker by sharing this episode with somebody sharing our podcast, talking to your girlfriend, talking to your mum, talking to your sister, talking to somebody <laughs> about these two crazy Australians that you listen to. <laughs> we have enjoyed hanging out with you, a bit of a longer episode today. So thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for being our 3 million listens and we will see you next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.